that's the work is like just that those, those little moments of noticing is what creates opportunity for growth because suddenly there's an, a possibility for something that wasn't present before you notice that. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right. So let's talk about stress because I think, you know, it's interesting. Guy's going to basically self-coach himself right now as we go through this. This should be really, really fun. Uh, (laughs) So we got on a call. We got on a call today with Guy and he's like, I I'm just dealing with a lot. I'm super stressed. Like, Guy's about to leave. Uh, you leave tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't come back for what, like a month and a half or two? Two months, basically. Two months. He'll be basically traveling the world. So obviously, right before you do that, you know, there's like a million things up in the air, uh, personal, business, life, etc. So obviously, he was he was behind it, and I could just kind of sense it in his words. And I also I also broke rule number one yesterday. Which we is. went out. We went out to a, um, a like a dinner, like a send me on my way dinner mm-hmm. last night, and uh, decided that it would be a good idea to to smoke a vape pen. Not a good idea. idea. Yeah, you know it's been it's been fine. And then, but um, we were like we were like in the middle of the restaurant, and I didn't want to get up to like blow it away, so I just held it in for like two minutes straight until it was fully absorbed, and that was like a shotgun to the brain. 
So today, like I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, here's that awful feeling that I don't enjoy. And this is why I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, The the interesting part about it has been though, like I live with a roommate who's very 420 happy and um, she's awesome. But um, because of her, I'm like, oh, you know, this is just like every other conversation. I've had a specific conversation around this substance and it doesn't mean that I want to like get back into it by any stretch of the imagination. And I have found myself having different experiences when I choose into it because of that. Like I don't like, like I'm at the restaurant and my go-to is okay. I like it hit me really hard. So I'm like, all right, pair commas paranoia. And then I'm like, okay, well how else could we play with this? You know? And I was like, okay, well I'm going to clearly be a complete goofball right now because I'm just like, my IQ points are just like, right. So I'm like, all right, well then I'm going to really embrace the goofiness. And then I just ended up having a really good time with it. And people around me thought it was, you know, endearing that I'm like, not, like a space cadet basically where I'm usually like really sharp. Uh-huh. Um, so that was fun. And then, uh, well, I could kind of like loop this into what we're talking about. So I, I've watched the movie about time like seven times already. Cause I, I always ask people, have you seen it? And they say no. So I'm like, all right, well, let me, let me be your, your about time Sherpa. Um, and if people haven't seen that movie about time, it's just one of these movies that got under the radar and it's like, it, it could alter your life. It really could. If you, if you internalize the lesson that that movie teaches, Holy poop. And so I don't want to give away too much of the plot line, but the the main character uh, boy finds out that he can travel back through time. And it doesn't mean, and it's not this like sci-fi movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's a really like down to earth grounded movie. Um, but he can travel through time and, and specifically only in his, only in his own life. Like he can't go back to like, you know, world Hitler. war two and like, kill Hitler or something like that. Um, so obviously that comes with, different lessons and, and it's actually a love story the whole movie's love story so at the end i won't i don't want to wrap up the whole lesson but the lesson as he learns as a time traveler is just as applicable to us we're technically still traveling through time but you know we're not time travelers and because of that i was sitting on uh like friday uh having uh, i work at coffee shops and there was these four women sitting in front of me right outside and i was like at this like the kind of like a, a window that faces the street so I'm like working at the window and one of these women has this, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a, it's a laugh that makes you cringe. And it's like, and it's a laugh that comes out a lot. And it's, so I'm sitting there and it starts with like, you know, <laughs> just like the, the sigh. Like at first it's like, haha, And then it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> and then it's all, all that, but that that's our day to day, right? Like just getting annoyed about nonsense and I had just seen the movie the night before and I told myself, I'm like, you know what, this is something I'm going to hyper focus on Mm. because I kind of have to say it this part at least, but it's like, you can go through your day and that's what he does. He goes through like his day once and then he rewinds that day and goes through the same day. But in all the moments where he had stress, he like flips the script and he appreciates those moments. And it's like this really beautiful thing about it. So that's been my like question now when I'm stressed out, it's like, well, how would this be play? Or how would this be fun? And even with this woman, so she's laughing and I'm like, I'm like, instead of being annoyed, I, I found, I, I started finding it endearing, you know, even though it was like disruptive, I'm like, it can either be disruptive, endearing or disruptive, like fucking annoying. So I just kind of like, in my mind, I'm like, it's endearing. And then every time she would laugh, I would start laughing out loud. Ha. Like with her. So she would like laugh and I'd be like, <laughs> like, like up and like crack up and then like go right back to work. But it completely changed my mood. It completely mm-hmm. changed that moment in time for me all these synchronicities started happening next to me um, with it, which was really odd. Like I saw a girl that, 
she's a little bit of a, like a hermit in our community and I never see her out. And she's actually sisters with two good friends of mine. And I see her out. I'm like, what are you doing here? And we end up sitting like right next to each other. It's the only seat I have. We had this really great conversation. She's like wanting to travel also right now. And it was asking me for like tips about Bali. And then she leaves and the person I'm traveling with uh, to Portugal shows up and this, and right as she sits down, another woman walks by and she goes, is that so-and-so like thinking that she saw, okay, I'll just say her name is Shana was a girl next to me. I didn't want to use her name, but I, I don't know how else to describe this. And then another woman walks by that's not Shana. And the girl sitting next to me goes, is that, oh, wasn't that Shana? And I'm like, Shana who? She goes, Shana Weiss. I'm like, no, I'm like, but she was just in your seat five minutes ago. Wow. It was like the weirdest thing. I'm like, what? And, and for me, like the, and that's what I'm saying, like, she's never out for anybody to even ask questions about whether she's out. But this random person thinks that another person looked just like her, like within minutes of each other. I'm like, maybe you could feel her energy. I didn't understand how it happened. Um, so all this like synchronistic stuff. And then, so that's kind of what I've been watching because I've noticed that, um, like my measure for whether I'm in alignment started becoming synchronicity like how many synchronistic actions happen throughout the day. So like Sunday rolls around Saturday was this really fun day, but Sunday rolls around and I'm having all these like little touch points throughout the day. Like one of these really magical days where you're like, damn, I'm in flow today. Yeah. And when that happens now, I'm, I'm even more vigilant. Cause I'm like, all right, well, what can I create today? Very consciously instead of just like waiting for stuff to happen. Cause I'm, I'm kind of in this flow. And then um, we get to dinner and I had called this restaurant maybe like six days before to make this reservation. I had a big table. I wanted to sit outside and I get there. No recollection that I ever called no reservation. All these people are about to show up in five minutes. Right. And there's there's no table for us. So I'm like, and on top of that, I made a reservations at a second place that I had texted like six hours before telling them that I'm not coming. Wow. So that that one's like gone too. So I get there and I'm just had that like, you know, and this is like, I want to see my friends before I leave and just kind of like love on each other a little bit. So I, I actually got like, upset like internally not not like outwardly i don't like yell at them shit happens right but like i got upset like i had an emotional response and then so i and it surprised me because my day was going this like direction where everything was just so easy and flowy that when it happened i'm like oh like no and then a few other things happened like that so what was interesting is uh, I'm just like a lot of the work I'm doing with this guy, Andrew, right now is really having me just look at like energy and in, in a new way. And I started noticing, I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. I felt like I'd made a turn. Like I, my energy was shifting into this like ultra synchronistic state. Then there's all these things showing me I'm not. And it made me feel like I was just on the, this like border of the two right now. Like I, I have this, I have this belief that I'm in this like really big upswing right now. There's like so much space in my life and the space that's in my life, the way it is right now, I've actually never felt quite like this before. Maybe at 19 after the forum the first time. Um, and it's been interesting. And I was like, Oh, okay. Instead of like judging it, that things didn't all like go perfectly in synchronistic alignment. I'm like, Oh, it's interesting. It's like being on the border of the two energies at the same time. That's what it felt like. Um, and then like, I can go on and on about this, but the way that the timing right now is setting up with stuff that Pam told me back in January, like that reading I had and what's going on right now, even with like me traveling, all this stuff is just like divine order. Like I, I, a lot of, I think interesting stuff is about to happen in my life over the next two months, both planned and unplanned. So I know this maybe doesn't really sound like too much about stress, but ultimately what I want to talk about is like 
that's the option. Like, I don't feel very stressed right now. I was stressed because like the call started. I was thinking about what was happening in my day, the thing with the pot, you know, like all these things started coming in at one time. It's like, oh, should we have an orientation call? I'm trying to make my list. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I was like, okay. But here's the question in those moments. And for this is for everybody listening. And even the financial question, it's like where something's not working is where play doesn't exist. Yeah. Or, or at least it's being really limited because everybody knows this when you're playful, like shit's easy. When you're still, when you're like falling in love in the beginning, it's all play, right? When, when the relationship gets significant, everything's difficult. So I think that's, that's kind of the direction I want to take it in. So I, I, I have a question for you though, cause this is really like you hit on it, but I really would love for you to voice it so that people can actually get it. So you're in that stressful situation, whether it was that woman, you know, like you gave the example of with the, with the laugh, um, at the restaurant, what ended up happening at the restaurant? Did you guys end up getting a table? Oh yeah. Yeah. With a no time flat. I mean like, okay. This table, this table like cleared itself for us basically. So, so that, that's what I, I you didn't say that. I, I imagine yeah. that that's what happened. So yeah. my, it's, isn't that amazing? Like I knew that that happened cause that's just the way our lives work. Well, um, you know, but, well, we know that giving up an interpretation until you do, nothing else happens. Exactly. So that's, that's what I wanted you to just kind of like make as simple as possible for people to understand. You know, what is the shift? Everyone experiences stress. Everyone experiences being irked, upset, annoyed, whatever. Like you, you went through a process to clear that sort of energy or feeling or whatever. So just walk people through what that actually is. Like what's the thing that causes stress and what did you shift to get out of the stress? Yeah. So, um, look what, what creates the stress is an expectation unfulfilled, right? I'm in this like flow state. Shit's groovy. I now have this belief that like I have some sense of control over what's happening, which is always the biggest illusion of all time. (laughs) And then like you get to this restaurant, I'm barefoot. I walk around barefoot everywhere in San Diego. I'm such an urban hippie. It's ridiculous. But like the moment summer kicks in, I just don't want shoes on my feet. So I get to this restaurant. They're like, you need shoes. I'm like, shoes, come on, man. You know? Um, and then, they, and then they don't have the table. No shoes. Oh, I go everywhere with no shoes. Wow. I drive the car without shoes. I, I just walk around. My, my feet are just black all the time. I love it. Wow. Uh, there's something really grounding about not wearing shoes. Wow. It's like a, anyway. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, expectation of fulfilled and I'm upset, but here's the difference. Like in the past, I would be like dealing with the upset. I I would be like focusing on the upset. Uh, I wonder why, what got me upset? And I'm like, none of that stuff is important. There's, there's no logic need be applied in that moment. Some part of me got triggered. And then if I would make any part of that emotional feedback wrong, all you get is just more of that emotional feedback. So I told my friends, I'm like, that actually really upset me. And it's so interesting because I've, I've, in these two months, I've completely revolutionized all my relationships by becoming way more vulnerable with people. Both my friends get up, they're like, no problem. Like, what do you need? They go up to get me a drink. Like I said, at the table, I just get to have like my own space for a minute. By the time they got back to the table, we cleaned the drinks. We had a drink. Like I, I pretty much had forgotten about it and already like, I'm like, it's going to get taken care of. My point is, is that like, like when we get so caught up in these interpretations 
and then we get even more caught up about being right about it and then get even more caught up about finding more evidence for it. Yep. Like if that woman upsets me and her laugh sucks or whatever I have about it and then she keeps laughing, every laugh is like, oh God, what a, you know, like she doesn't care about anybody. What a bitch. Like, it's like who God even knows in her world is like, she's just here with her girlfriends having a good time and like, like laughing. And I can appreciate a person who laughs at their body, you know, and like is really into it. It's like, why, why would you get upset about something like that? Um, and yeah, we do. So it's like, it, there's just been this like allowance and then like, okay, great. So now I've complete, completed, felt everything I needed to feel about that. And then it's like, all right, well, what else do I, do I get to see now? What else do I get to experience now? And, and that was just that. And it, it happened quick. I mean, that's like 10 to 15 minutes. And it's funny because the moment your mood deteriorates, the circumstances around you started deteriorating also. Like I got upset. I went to the bathroom. The, it was locked. I, instead of standing on the line, there was like a chair there and I sat in the chair and then these two guys walked up and like cut in front of me because they didn't know that I was waiting for the bathroom. And I, and I didn't have, I didn't even have the energy to say anything about it because I knew it was just going to come out with like evil, like fuck you energy. So I was just like, I'm just going to shut up and sit here. But that like immediately happened. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'll let the spiral happen. Cause it starts with small things, you know, before you know it, you're like in a car accident or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just that just, just noticing. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. It's funny because I had a very, very interesting conversation with Shia about this topic because of a book that we're reading. Um, mm. So I'll take you back a second. So this Friday, um, we do date date nights with our kids. So like uh, Fanny will take one child, I'll take another, and we get to do some activity, we get to go out to eat, etc. And so we during during our dinner, I asked Shia, I was like, look, Shia, I'd love to hear from you. And keep in mind, he's not even six. Uh, I said, I'd love to hear from you how I can be a better father. Mm. And so we went through that. And then he asked me, he's like, can I ask you? And I was like, I was so curious to see what he's going to ask me. He's like, how can I be a better brother? Whoa. And I was just like, <laughs> these kids are so incredible. And uh, <laughs> what I explained to him was that for everything that you think and do, there's feedback. So Guy, in his example, right, like he had a certain emotional trigger and then life kept sending him little feedbacks like this is your life experience now, you know, like from the fact of like sitting there and these people. And again, it's like, notice the feedback. What does it give you? It gives you an opportunity to really feel what the fuck you feel at that moment. 
Now, most of the time, though, like if you don't have that uh, concept of this is giving me feedback to show me this is how I'm feeling right now. And what Guy did was he actually chose. He's like, I don't choose this experience. I want to choose this experience. And the entire world was giving him like very, very big, loud clues about his experience at that moment. Now, it just feeds more and more and more into your story. So we end up coming home that night. And just in the beauty of the way the world works, we're reading a book called Augie and Me, which is the um, follow-up book to a book called Wonder, which I think I've spoken to to you guys about either here on a podcast, which is now being made into a movie, which I'm sure is going to be a shitty movie, but it's a really (laughs) great book. Um, And there's a story where this kid basically is always late to school and no matter like whether they, they get, he sleeps late. And even if they get out of the house on time, he always forgets stuff and they have to like turn around and go back home. And this is in New York city, right? So he's, he uh, leaves. They actually get to, to school on time. He's so excited. He's about to get out of the car and realize that he left his science paper at home. Okay. His trombone at home and his gym shorts at home. And asked his mom, he's like, mom, we have to go back. Like, we have to go back. She's like, honey, Chris, like, I can't. I have to be places. Like, I'm sorry. You got to handle this. Like, you, what she said to him is like, this is why I keep telling you to put all your stuff together the night before so you have everything that you need when we need to leave the house. So I get into this whole conversation with Shia about, you know, whose responsibility is it to show up to school on time? And he gets that it's Chris's, like his mom's not responsible for getting him to school on time. And his mom's not responsible for uh, bringing things on time and all that stuff. So basically they get into like a little bit of a tizzy and his mom is being super, super amazing to him. And at the end of it agrees, he's like yelling at her to go back home and bring his stuff back because he's going to lose points on this, on this test, et cetera. So... She ends up agreeing. He runs into class and halfway through his first period, which is a science class, he asks to go to the bathroom and he goes to the office expecting that his mom dropped all the stuff at the office and the mom hasn't. So he calls her, no answer. And he goes throughout the entire day of school without his stuff. So he now loses points on his science paper. Um, He shows up to music class, doesn't have his trombone. And he was supposed to give the trombone to another player to like practice, et cetera. So now she's pissed at him. The teacher's mad at him. He goes to gym class, can't participate in gym. And it just like snowballs. And he retells this story about when he was six or seven, his mom went to Augie's house, this, his friend of his. Um, Augie has different complications, whatever, it doesn't matter. And like his mom would always help the other mom because she knew that the the child was very needy and things like that. And so she ended up driving that kid's sister to a birthday party on her son's birthday party and came to her son's birthday party an hour late. So now he gets it in his head that mom didn't show up to bring me my stuff because she went to help Isabel, Augie's mom, and convinces himself of this. And all day he is just what? He's livid, right? Like, Mom never cares about me. Mom uh, always is there for somebody else. She's never there for me, this and that, et cetera. So finally at like 5.30, after his band practice, his dad 
and they're they're separating. His dad comes to pick him up, and it's shocking to him. He's like, "Why is dad here? Right? Mom's always here." And he's like, "Where's mom?" And he's like, "Everything is fine. You know, we we just got to go. Like, come." And at this point, you already know, like you know, something bad's happened. And it turns out the mom, it was pouring rain out there, and the mom uh, tried to avoid a truck that was skidding, and someone like basically t-boned her car, and she was in the hospital with a broken foot, like mm. she broke her femur, so so the the thigh bone basically, so like a really really bad injury. Other than that, she was okay, and instantly, I mean instantly. What shifts everything? And it goes from, I'm super pissed at my mom who never cares about me and is always there for other people but me to what? Holy shit. I was the one that caused my mom to be in an accident and my mom's hurt because of me. And it goes instantly, guys, like instantly from super mad to now super sad and feeling like a piece of shit because not only did you believe that you caused that to happen to your parent, but you made up all this stuff the entire day about how bad your mom is. Right. And so we have this conversation with Shia and I actually, for the first time was actually able to show him in a, in a very clear context, the power of a story and how the second we make up a story. And I just went through, I was like, so what was the thing that he believed that his mom, why did, why did he believe his mom didn't show up? And he tells me the whole thing. And I was like, was that what really happened? He's like, no. And I was like, can you see how, because he made that up, he felt this and this, and what did he feel? And like, we went through this whole thing and it was really amazing. I don't know to what level he grasped it. I just thought it was an amazing opportunity. And anytime that you feel stressed, like the kid was stressed because he made up a bullshit story about his mom. And here's the part that's really interesting where did that story come from? He's in fifth grade, by the way, at this point. So he's probably 11, I'd imagine. So he's reliving what happened. Mommy doesn't show up. Where does the brain automatically go to? When was the last time mommy didn't show up? Or when was the first time mommy didn't show up? And boom, right to that moment. And now he's living life in that moment. Mommy didn't show up to my birthday party. And his whole day is fucked mm-hmm. until reality hits and the story gets dropped. And now there's a new reality. And now, unfortunately, he's in a whole other story, which is possibly even worse, which is like, I'm the one responsible for hurting my mom. Right. Which is also a story. The parents actually don't tell him like he keeps asking, when did she get into an accident? Was when she was going home or when she was coming back to the school? Uh, and they never answer, which I'm assuming means that she, it was on her way back to school, which is why they don't want to tell him because they don't want him to feel that responsible. So in any event, like when you're dealing with stress in your life, it's to, to exactly what Guy said and exactly what the story is. You've just made up a story. And if you can just get that whatever you're telling yourself about this particular situation, generally, if you're upset, it's not a new upset. It's some old pattern. And someone told me this great analogy, and I think it's amazing. It's like there are grooves on a record, right? And when a record gets ruined, a certain groove gets so deep that the record player just gets stuck on that one groove. Our lives, the habits, 
And the things that keep occurring in your life are because you get stuck in the groove. And the groove gets deeper and deeper because over time you've had the one experience and then you just keep looking for proof. And then what happens is the groove just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's much harder to get yourself out of that groove when there's a lot of experience and and things that have happened in that groove. Sort of what Guy is saying, like, you know, put Guy five years ago in that same exact situation. And even with all the training that he's had, it would have been a very, very different guy. It would it would have gone totally different five years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It would have ended up with like a whole bunch of yelling. I mean, you were still in New York at that time. So it would have definitely ended up with like yelling and a bunch of fuck yous. Just, and, just upsets. Yeah. Yeah. And now just the awareness to be able to not only see and, and realize like what's happening in front of me, more importantly, feel what is occurring inside his body at that moment and realizing that all of that stuff is showing up from some sort of old BS story. And the second he sat down and shared with his friends and got vulnerable and took whatever time he needed to take, like the energy did what it was supposed to do, which is flow right through. It's when we hang on to it and just like, my mom, my mom's never there for me. And then next period comes and it's like, you see, she's never there for me. Now she's not even picking up the phone and you find more proof. And it's like more stories and more stuff. And you're not even living enough in the present moment to realize what the hell is happening because your brain takes you to God knows decades before. And this is the shit that ruins relationships and partnerships and, you know, whatever, everything else, because we've, we've gotten stuck in that groove. And so you know, if you find yourself unhappy or stressed out or upset or angry or anything, if you could just take a step back and just go, okay, what is my perception of my reality at this very moment? Within seconds, you will get real clear on what's having you experience life the way that you experience life. And if you're willing to give up that perception of reality in lieu of a different perception of reality, you could have in an instant, no, Chris in that situation was given a different perspective on life. I don't think that he would have chosen that one, but he was given it. Give that to yourself. And that's like a beautiful, beautiful thing to just take notice of. It's interesting because if you can program yourself a habitual practice of whatever I believe can't possibly be true. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like that you can, you can have like convictions and things that you can validate, of course, your own experience. And ultimately like that, whatever, however you're perceiving it has an infinite other, you know, whatever, potentially thousands or millions of ways that it could be perceived by other people yeah. or other beings, whatever. So it's like, there's never an absolute truth, obviously, to what we believe. I think that's what makes it easier to let go of things, though. If, if, if you don't have that, if everything that comes to the mind is like, this is what's real, this is what's happening, no, 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 no. And there's not that other side of you going like, how else could you view this? How else could you feel into this? You know, uh, that's where that rigidity comes from. Uh, I saw, and again, something I just was like, wow, this is amazing. And I know you watched it a while ago is uh, 13 Reasons Why. Oh, Yeah on Netflix. So I just, I just like binge watch it the last like week and a half. So powerful. But I think that that also is a really good example, like an exemplary yeah. um, situation where like everyone perceives a person a certain way. And then like, there's an, the other story that's being told. And I just, how that uh, thing unravels for anybody who hasn't seen 
uh, that show on Netflix. It's a bit of a dark topic because it deals with uh, teenage suicide and like depression. Um, but it's written and done and acted like one of the best shows I've seen in years, honestly. Yeah. Really um, and it's like, I, I was like captivated. Like I kept wanting to watch it. Yeah. So uh, really, really great show. And, and I think that's, that's one of those things that can hit you really hard. Like I, I I've been, I've been noticing in general, like there are certain books I, I read and I want to get through very quickly. And then there's certain things that sometimes come across my desk. Even if I'm going through like the quick read version, I'll go and like slow it all down. A, like surrender experiment comes to mind. Um, Delicious. I've, I've pretty much enrolled my entire um, like primary circle of influence, like my friends around here that everyone needs to read journey of souls. And like 15 people, I don't know, like 15 people bought the book in this last week and are like going through it. And everyone's just like mesmerized and captivated by it. It's one of those books. It's like surrender experiment. I just know a prolonged exposure to that kind of idea or that kind of way of looking at things. It just changes people. And the reason I I was really adamant, like we were all hanging out the weekend before. I'm like, guys, I'm like, please, if there's anything you want, you're going to read next. I'm like, please read this book, read it all together. I'm like, because it's going to change the conversation that we're around together, um, that we're all exposed to on a regular. I'm like, it's going to impact us so much. Like, I don't want to have the only person that has access to this kind of like thinking when we could all be like discussing and have conversations and literally just have it permeating and like naturally in our conversation. And then let's see how it grows. Yeah. So then it turns out that this all deals with uh, past life regression. But specifically in this book, it's what happens after people pass. So it's, it's like spirit world access, essentially. Um, and, and it turns out my, my housemate that just moved in here two months ago is um, a trained regression therapist. Yep. And then uh, so what, And then one of our friends did a session with her and it like changed her entire life. Wow. Yeah, like a three-hour session. So I want to do it with her too, probably when I get back. It's just interesting, right? Like, I, I really do think that the re- reality we're, we're looking at some of much of it has to do with the conversations that are around you and that you're creating and that other people are creating with you. And, you know, your friends have an agreement about the way that reality is about the way that you are, about the way that they are, about the way that life is about money, about health. Like notice that you don't really veer too far off from your circle of influence. What I really appreciate about like the circle of influence, both in New York and San Diego that Elon and I have been a part of, but also helped create and has been, you know, co-created by everybody is that that, that's something that we're so aware of that it's like when we upgrade, it's not like, Oh, look at me and look what I'm doing. It's like, it's an opportunity for everybody as on the whole to upgrade. And I think that's a a concept that even goes back more than a decade when we were like looking at Baha'i and all that, how they raise each other up. Uh, I think there's something just so beautiful about that that awareness and the same thing on the other side like when you're being a little shit hmm. it's like it's like it's like hurting the community yeah um and then it's like well how can i get support from the community so that i can like you know get back into a place where i feel empowered and my my perspective is is not just aligning to help myself but aligning to help everybody um and, and then i think that's a good last point to kind of bring in here is it's much more difficult to transform personal situations when your only care in the world is of yourself and I think that's a natural state for humans, like selfishness first, uh, selflessness second, or community second. However, if you train yourself to be um, more vigilant and aware about the impact that you have on people, I think most people are just so in their own world that they don't realize the impact that they have on people. That's why Elon and I talk about integrity as much as we do, because 
you know, simple thing like showing up on time, right? That's something you give your word to. And then people don't show up on time and they have it that being late plus having an excuse equals being on time when it's like, no, you're, you're just late. <laughs> and, and there's an impact there on the way that your community now perceives you as a person who's count, countable on or count onable. I'm not really sure if these, either one of those words, someone you can make, count make on, both up. count on a bowl. You know, and that means that you, some part of you, who you are just lost some part of their listening, which means that your ability to then create and co-create with these people has now diminished. And you can get responsible for that, by the way, um, and, and put that power back in there. And you'll watch your entire life shift over just hyper-focusing on making sure that when you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, that you actually be there by that time or on that time. Um, and little stuff like that. And, and, and it's a lot for me, a lot of the reasons why people don't have the life that they want. Like someone asked about finances. I could tell you, if we looked at what's going on financially, there's an out of integrity. You have brown money. And, and it's not to be like, oh, wow, well, I'm out of integrity. Like, how did that happen? I, I don't want to blame myself for that. It might not even have to do with anything that you did. It might have to do with the out of integrity conversation that you picked up from your parents. And when these things go uninvestigated and you don't look where the out of integrity is, you don't look where you lost your power, you're listening um, these sensations that you haven't been willing to experience around money because it's scary to feel that thing. All those things are how we tie the three systems together in mind, heart, and soul so that you can have a single frequency vibration around the things that you actually want to believe and bring into your life. And most people don't have a single frequency vibration. Their mind wants one thing, the heart wants something else, the body believes in something else completely. And it's like, how come this isn't happening? So when we say like alignment and chakra alignment, we're literally talking about going into each, each an individual system, investigating what's going on within them, and then looking how to create alignment so that there's belief in the entire system around actually deserving to create that. And that's often what we see. It's like the mind is like, I know that I want that. The heart is like, well, I want this. And the body is like, you don't deserve fucking either. <laughs> you know, because you don't, you don't have that. You've been programming, programming that into the subconscious for so long that it's just like, well, you're just going to let me down. Yeah, because yeah, you've, you've done that before. So, so it's so funny you mentioned about time because I saw a movie this weekend that is in a very similar handwriting. Okay. And much, much more into the actual it's, – it's based on the science that is out there today hmm. about choice – and life and experiences and time and it's just like i don't know how we missed this movie it came out in 2009 it's called mr nobody it's got jared leto as the main actor and it's for anyone who likes these kind of conversations it's not the easiest movie to follow like chances are you'll probably be a little bit confused and it's fucking genius so it also has to do a lot with time and things like that. And I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, this is so similar to About Time. Mm. Um, it was amazing. Like, uh, for, for guy, for you will fucking love it. Like, I don't know to what level people understand. Because I was watching it with Fanny, and he's talking about time and, like, how time isn't linear and how it's all of these possibilities are happening at once and this and that. And, like, the movie actually shows – all of it happening at once. So it's, it's difficult to follow. Cause you're like, I don't know what's happening. And I was like, fam, this is exact. Like, this is what science believes about time. And then there's a whole thing about uh, ego and like the big bang. And like, there's, 
you know, it's real science that they use in it. Um, so it's super, super interesting. I learned there's something called there's the Big Bang, and there's a theorized thing called the Big Crunch. Which I had no idea about, but like at some point, there's a theory that you know, like everything else, like a rubber band. Yeah, so it shoots out and comes back in. Yeah, and then it's going to basically come in, and the thing that they don't know is what happens when it comes in. Mm. Does time start? Do we start living our lives backwards? Is that when we, you know, so like he was talking about how there's spatial, like what we know is there's three spatial dimensions, right? Up, down, like left, right, you know, like spatial dimensions. Uh, and then there's one temporal, which is time. Well, there's theories that there are 12 of these dimensions. The, the concept's always been that the other dimensions are also spatial. And what, he, what some people theorize is like, well, what if one or a few of them are temporal? Like, mm-hmm. what if there are other dimensions of time? Almost, almost certainly are. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just stuff that if you're in these kind of conversations and you've read some of these books, uh, it was just a fucking brilliant, brilliant movie. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to throw that in there while you were talking about about time. Um, yeah, Mr. Nobody, if anybody. Uh, and with that being said, bro, is there anything else you want to tell them about before we uh, shut this down? No, that's it. That was very uh, thought-provoking, uh, feeling-provoking type of situation today, guys. Like, look, you might be looking like, you know, how do you effectively use what we talked about today? Well, it, it's simple. We, it's not even about necessarily like taking something and like turning it into a tool and making it happen or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's like this is an opportunity for you to go like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, and then like make a commitment that you're going to be hyper vigilant and aware this week about stuff like that. Like when you find yourself getting upset and triggered, like that's probably going to happen this week you know like it's probably going to happen five minutes from now and instead of just being like oh that was a really nice great thing that pumped me up the guy Elon said that sounds great it's like make a commitment right now that whoa i got upset and instead of doing your normal day-to-day business and how you programmed around upset like take a minute like breathe like usually when we're upset we're not breathing we breathe and like move a little bit right like move the energy and then be like all right like feel that thing that you probably don't let yourself feel look for how else could I interpret this situation that normally I would just interpret it the same way. Like this is how they're being, you know, this something you do with your boss. Most people have not the best relationship with their boss. Great person to practice with anybody who right now is causing you stress in your life or you feel it's causing stress in your life. You're the one causing the stress. You're just transposing that on them. That's not a new stress. That person didn't create it for you. You've been stressing out about that since you were probably three years old. Right. So it's like, it's just an opportunity to observe and then notice what you notice. Right. And that's just, that's, that's the work is like just that those, those little moments of noticing is what creates opportunity for growth because suddenly there's an, a possibility for something that wasn't present before you notice that. And, and it's the more that you can notice, the more the possibility you have in your life, the more malleable you feel, the easier it is to surrender to situations, the less stress you experience, the more magic happens in your life. Like, all the things that most of us are looking for, you know, like an increased sensation of well-being, I have to say it just comes from just noticing. So see what you notice. Absolutely. Play with it, guys. Till then, have an amazing day and make it an incredible week. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not. Just this second, 
But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week, and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group, where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Mm -hmm.